0: And with that touching quest conclusion, it seems the Tabaxi clans of the Nethasars are reunited with their missing clutch of kittens. The reward may be small, but you can't put a price on the cuddles of happy catfolk. I wish they would put a price on it.
1: Hell, I pay upwards of 200 gold for 20 minutes under a pile of giant cuddly kittens.
0: Welcome back, folks, to your one-stop shop for adventure entertainment. This is the League of Ultimate Questing. My name's Kip Gilligan, voice of the LUQ and servant of the Nexus Enterprise. With me, as always, is the silent but deadly Stormclad Thundertongue.
1: Kip, lately we've been seeing all kinds of quests done out of kindness and caring from well-to-do teams. These kids are putting their lives at risk to help the less fortunate for a handful of dither, and the crowd's eating it up. What is it about this time of year that makes teams stop looking for their finances and start looking for their humanity? their or L-Vanity? Or anity, Moral compass.
0: Well, it's almost the end of this year's LUQ season, which is a misleading term since seasons of the LUQ last most of the year, but maybe the last-minute nature of these quests has them looking more to win favor with the fans and not so much the investment of potential sponsors.
1: Yeah, probably. I was kind of hoping everyone just started caring more. There's probably some pretty serious PR involved. (sighs) You okay there, pal? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. But dang, it's hot in here today. It's not even full last summer yet, and I swear you could bake a loaf of bread under my desk. I'm sweating like a bugbear wearing a fur coat with pockets full of cooked rice. That's a pretty specific image.
0: But you're right, it is pretty warm in here. Maybe they're saving some money and keeping the AC down.
1: Yeah, arcane cooling will cost you a dash and dither when you're casting it all day. Speaking of, We got a full day of quest commentary ahead of us. Why don't we, uh, why don't we take the Mega Booth West for a while? Park it a few miles over the God's Wall. Maybe crack the window and let in some of that eternal winter.
0: Huh, well, I don't see why not. And while we put the coordinates in to relocate, let's check in on the Mortal Dawn, who've just signed up for what sounds like a larger-than-life quest to other realms of existence. Will the quest be the destination or the road to get there?
1: If they stop by the plane of milkshakes, I would pick me up a chocolate ball.
2: been a couple of days since the mortal dawn agreed to go on an interplanar journey with the githyanki nomad named pickens in this time he has been visiting all corners of the city of lucenilli and asking questions constantly to absorb as much as he can about the world of mackinar the kingdom of leone the world of zarna and he answers many questions as well he's had chris take him to some musical shows uh, he's explored Herbology with Harathax, learning about the plants that you tend to. Uh, he's asked many questions about your god and the temples in the town and how people relate to the deities here. And he finds it fascinating and kind of beautiful that there's so many all living together and not constantly fighting with each other. It seems like a foreign concept to him. He spends as much time as he can trying to get close to like, he's like dying to pet Morty's belly and kind of buddy up with Arvid because you give off sort of a, uh, a big brother energy that he seems drawn to. Um, But he's a little bit awkward. Big brother, tiny uncle. (laughs) (laughs) And he's also been sitting down with Maven to draw some appropriate paperwork for the quest that he has presented to you. And we find ourselves in the lounge of ultimate questing, and it is the day you have planned to set out. He has been poring over maps that Maven has supplied for him, looking at the region and trying to triangulate where to find the doorway to Abel that his ancestors left on this world. Communicating with Perez as much as he can, and reading geography books and history books. And after a long period of silence and this kind of tension of him studying, you hear a very loud "Ah!" Yeah. Oh dear. I find it. And uh, he gestures everyone over to the map. And uh, he says, uh, "Mountains to north. Um, what is Alcara I look over at Chris. Yes. Um. He points to a series of mountains, the southernmost point of Alcara, right above the border to Leone and the Maiden's Breath River called the Rocktar Mountains. And there's a wide series of valleys there and mesas. And uh, he seems to be pointing to some large mountains in particular and says, A doorway should be here, deep, uh, hidden. As in above or below? Uh, down. Down into the mountain. Okay. Mm. Okay. Uh, is place, uh, I see uh, sand, uh, high elevations,
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, is good? Um,
3: I think we could handle it. As long as we don't get swallowed by a worm the size of a uh, mm-hmm. uh, continent again.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, not far. Quick to walk. Maybe days. Uh, he's like tracing his finger along the map, humming a little song to himself. Yeah, yeah. Only that, he says, pointing like a couple of inches between his fingers. <laughs> nothing. Yes, uh, nothing. Take ship?
4: Uh, which one? I mean, I, I guess we could charter a wagon, we could go by
3: sea. I imagine he'd get a kick out of Woodrow. It is a league oh. quest.
2: Oh. Woodrow, you have ship? Sort of. We know a ship. <laughs> <laughs> Zana have ships with memory. Mm hmm. Sort of. It's good. Ah, it's Pickens' ship.
5: Probably not so advanced. <laughs> no gold. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I would say that the Woodrow is pure gold. <laughs> Aww. Heart
2: of gold. Aww. <laughs> Job family has much gold. Not valuable other than build. Uh, Pickens travel many worlds, and to survive sometimes must take food. Uh, must find coin of world to have, to survive. Uh, some bridges no longer there, uh, burned away. I'm, I'm sorry for this aside, but if gold is not
4: valuable,
2: what is what is your currency, as it were? Githyanki nomads uh, change currency for world living in. Yes, but uh, among uh, Githyanki's... What do you trade amongst each other? Uh, Menagerie, Uh, sometimes uh, bone shits, sometimes knowledge, Uh, Mm. credit known by great entities. Who has how much at all times? It's like a giant bank. Bank, Uh, like coin library. Yes. Bank, yes. Yes. Uh, Githyanki find great coins stolen from many and take return some need some for mm-hmm. mothership yes frigate mm-hmm. the okay. Argosy he says and getting a little misty-eyed thinking about it okay <sighs> Well, I think we've done all the paperwork. Everything is in order, and we are drawing near the end of the season, but you should have time before the new quarter begins. And of course, if you overlap into the downtime, that's absolutely fine, as long as the quest was started before then. And I don't know much about interplanar chronology or time flow, but who knows when you'll get back.
3: Really? You don't have a multiplanar watch or something?
2: <laughs> Reginald's the closest thing
5: I have. Reginald, what time is <laughs> it? Three bells. Thank you.
2: And Pickens has been trying to explain more about the map that he drew. And in the meantime, he's been fleshing it out. It's much more detailed. He'll try to like clarify where some things are. Uh, And he'll kind of point out some things and say Machinar Zarna. Uh, Positive, negative. Mm -hmm. Uh, Shadowfall. Yes? It's good. Uh, Shadowfell? Shadowfell. Uh, Oh. Elements. Uh, Fire, wind, sea. Stone, yes. Uh, order, chaos, magic, Reginald, ergo. And he says pointing to this one. <laughs> and Reginald kind of chimes in. Like,
6: yes, that is where my home is located. It is the plane of logic, conclusions, equations.
2: Uh, is balanced to magic land, like scales. Where well, nothing makes sense. Yes, and good. Uh, not many live.
7: Like when we were in the Feywild? Is that kind of magic?
2: Uh, Feywild. Uh, oh. Sit on positive like hat. <laughs> Shadowfell uh, like chair under negative. Uh, yes. And what good. is that under Shadowfell? Order. The dark thing. Uh, uh, is called shift? Mm. There is crossover between mackinar and Shadowfell labeled shift.
5: I was talking about the circle that seems to be under the shadow Shadowfell. Right.
2: Uh, so this is the plane of negative energy, and part of that is the Shadow. Oh, the
5: okay, yeah, because it looked like there was because you said Feywilds up there as a hat, and mm-hmm. then it looked like underneath that dark ring there was another circle.
2: So the the, the chair is the fell that sits. Gotcha. Yeah, the I, think plane I think sits it's on top
5: of it. Feywild is the
8: circle on top of the plane of positive yeah. energy, mm-hmm. and then material, and then negative energy, and then the little gotcha. scr- the little scrotum down there is the is the uh, fell.
2: <laughs> and there's a positive the opposite of the Drexian shift as well, but it's not. My, this version isn't labeled, so I have that info at home. But gotcha. it's important. Uh, And the uh, Machinar, Zarna, have seven hells. Uh, built-like point. Uh, Astral Sea, so big. Forever, sort of. And he kind of traces his finger to the top, and you see, like, this red point at the very northmost peak of this map. It says, Abel. Uh, wagon hub wheel. Center, all worlds on the outside, connected. Hmm.
7: Well, it looks like that's significantly further than three days. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, yes.
2: Um, door should lead to Able. Clear path, lined through all planes. Ta-da! Hmm. Should be, yes. And Maven says... Would you like me to charter Woodrow to get you to the Maiden's Breath? You can proceed on foot. Seems like the best option.
3: I think so, yes. I'm Mm -hmm. sure that Pickens would get an absolute kick out of meeting our
2: ship. (laughs) Yes. Well, if you have any final preparations to make, I'll start doing the PR and juicing up the fact that the Mortal Dawn is going to other planes of existence. That should get some eyes and ears. Especially from the Commissioner. You're free to proceed. Pickens (laughs) seems very excited not only to leave, but to meet this ship you're talking about.
5: Artyom, before we go, could we go for a walk? We can talk while we're leaving.
4: Uh, I was hoping to have a nice temple walk with
5: you, but
4: if we must, Captain...
5: Don't say that like this is why I do this. This has nothing to do with me being Captain. I want to get going.
2: It's good to go. Uh, It's good to talk. Pickens, no, listen. (laughs) Puts his fingers in his ears. (laughs) We pack? We pack? You bring a uh, food, yes, maybe drink from bar. Very good. <laughs> well, pack an extra cherry bourbon for you. He just goes behind the bar, and the bartender like lifts his hands up, like, I ah, "Don't get paid enough for this shit." <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, he goes into the kitchen and just like gets right in John Pierre's business and starts grabbing some bread and meats and stuff. And, you know, I'll get the hell out of my kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's very excited. He's packed up blade at the ready and he hasn't changed his armor or anything since he got here he doesn't have any kind of like odor to him he doesn't seem to sweat and perspirate like you guys he just sort of exists in his attire
5: my bag is bigger than usual in preparation for the in obvious preparation for the fact that we have no idea where we're going
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> and maven's sure to pack some extra things along with all of you dry rations and stuff like that i think before we go
4: chris is gonna head to his room to pack and um do his thing light his candle and try to send his message to sure. uh, the trickster. Of course. Just, uh, I'm, I might be gone for a while. I'd love to see you before I go, but if I don't,
2: I'll be thinking of you. Very good. And with that, the mortal dawn uh, sets out into the city streets, heading towards the central foil, which is the dock you usually use to reach Woodrow.
4: So, team a couple
2: of alarming things came
4: out of uh, Pickens' mouth. Tell me how does it feel to be connected to to your god and are are you worried to not feel that connection on another plane or I I can't claim to even fathom how any
5: of this works but it is like sweater Mm -hmm. that's about it it's warm, it's comfortable it reminds you of who made it, that is about it that's all I feel, warm all the time warm, sometimes when it's very warm when I'm out in the sun, it feels cool, comfortable, like something is protecting me.
4: But I guess, how do you feel when it's cold and the frostbite of the mountains?
5: I try not to think about it. Even in cold, I feel warm. It's like uh, when you sunbathe. Huh? Mm. I see you, out baking yourself. Occasionally, you know, got to keep the tan up. It feels like this, but uh, all the time. And it hurts. So, maybe you won't hurt so much anymore?
2: I hurt from more than my gut. And I walk ahead. And uh, when you arrive to the dock, there waiting for you is a familiar small red vessel with a big grin on its face and a wide open white sail that unfurls at the sight of you. And from a distance, you hear,
1: Well, hello there, Model <laughs> Dawn.
2: Oh, Woodrow, we, we have a guest. That means I'm going to be at max capacity. That's okay with me. <laughs> And Pickens, like, Jaws, just, like, <laughs> wide open. misses uh boat, sounds like fool. <laughs>
5: <laughs> is Joke?
1: It's um, very good.
5: His name is Joke. Explain. Wood. Yeah. Row, and I make an oh,
9: gesture.
2: To push. <laughs> Wood. Wood Raw. is good. Uh, and he immediately climbs inside and starts, like, touching the mast and looking at the sail and Woodrow's like, well, he is a friendly one, isn't he? (laughs) Chris,
5: is this right? Um, You must uh, buy him lunch first? Mm, um, Dinner, usually a drink or two, but, you know, some people like to get right to it. Uh, Wouldn't uh, midday quickie be
2: better, though? Yes, yes.
7: Uh. Speaking of which, let's ask him if he would row us to the mountains. (laughs) Uh,
2: Oh, (laughs) Arvin. Well, sure I will. And don't worry about that, Quickie. I'm the quickest (laughs) ship in the ocean.
9: Oh, God. Yes! (laughs) Yes!
2: I've always got wood. (laughs) bro. Pickens rubs his hands together and says, Who pull mast? Who take wheel? And Woodrow's like, Just have a seat. I'll handle everything. And he kind of falls over as he takes off, weaving out between ships into the open sea. He says, Oh, ship do... All the world, okay, that's, he's okay. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) I'm fine. And uh, he kind of pokes his finger into the water and tastes it again. Still salt. (laughs) So strange, These mackinar. No, no, you just have me wondering, what does your water taste like? Uh, Some water, uh, no swimming in to uh, walk on. Uh, Some boats don't take water, uh, aether. uh, energy. Mm-hmm. Some ride over scales. Uh, many seas, chris a mm, Okay. First for Pickens, that is salty. Okay. Does not taste good.
7: Uh, okay. <laughs> we have non-salty water as well. There's yes. There's rivers.
2: It's good. Uh, Pickens too. Love water. Drink much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not much of this, though. Yeah. And... With great haste, uh, within a day and a half, you make it to the Maiden's Breath, the large river that separates Leone from Elkara. Woodrow drops you off at one of the many makeshift docks here along the coastline. And there in the distance, you can see the Rocktar Mountains, tall, orange, craggy cliffs. And immediately you can already start to feel the Elkharan sun. Ah, so much better than the snow.
4: Mm, can't say I'm a fan of being here, but bigger than ourselves...
5: We'll be safe and have fun journeys. Mm. Goodbye, Woodrow. Uh, before he goes, Pickens, tell me, if we
2: return, will we return to the same spot? Ah, um, Pickens arrives with no aim. Uh, we'll send you with aim. good. Uh, no, no, no crash. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh good, good. good. Uh, maybe into salt. Ah. <sighs> Safety. And with that, the group sets out into the beginnings of the breathless sand desert. It's hot. And you knew Alcara was hot. You've been here before. But this, this is just cruel. You're not even that far north. It's not even midsummer yet. You resent the flat red stones of the valley that seem to absorb the beautiful sunlight and transmute it into this wicked air, distorting heat and throwing it back at you as hard as it can. While you're traveling, though, The intensity of the sun strikes one of you in a very particular way. Artyom, you can always feel the sun kind of flowing through you when you're in its presence. It passes through you like a calm wind, keeping you warm, but it feels like some of it is clinging to you. You can feel in the strange markings on your forearms up to your fingertips a kind of charging, like it's hanging on to something for later. Hmm. You've never been this close to the eastern coast in Alcara. The mesa cliffs are lovely. The natural pale flowers that survive in the orange earth are inspiring, but you're not sure how to feel about all of the bones. There are a lot of bones as you get into the canyon. At one point, the group stops to watch what must have been a fairly fresh corpse get picked clean by rocktari griffins, much like the Leonin breeds, but their heads are featherless and wrinkled, sun-bleached pink. Their wings and bodies are dark and perpetually caked in dust. They don't even fly much. They mostly just hop around and make awful noises. And it wasn't until after they cleared out that you identified the body they were feeding on as a hill giant. A lot of the bones seem to be of a similar scale. But you press on into the hills.
5: As I'm walking, I kick a bone through the sands. And I say, this is the fate my god has
2: waiting for everybody. Mm -hmm. Pickens is like holding his hand up to the sun and air, like feeling it, seeming extremely confused. he says, we travel such short time, but temperature so different, so hot. How can this be so close to home? I couldn't tell you. This world is so big, but very small. Hmm. So much change with just a few steps. Very unique, not like home. Density. Density. Very dense. Perez, Mackinar. density. Yes, it's good.
7: Arvid. Um, yes?
2: You've
3: been
7: very quiet. I've been thinking a lot. Are you okay? Uh, a lot happened. Yes, it did. Um, I... I think, for one, it's been very strange to go from an outcast of my own people to held above them in some ways.
8: Looking over all of the bones,
3: Harith Axel. I can't imagine that's how you imagine saying goodbye to your mother.
7: Oh, gods, no. Uh, I don't even know for sure. It seemed like that bear took a part of her or was a part of her. Um, but just losing her to ashes like that was certainly a shock to my system. I don't know if you've experienced anything like that.
3: My parents died when I was quite young. I... I had to deal with it in my own way. It makes you grow up faster. But I have something for you. And I pull out a little book and I say, "It's a book about grief. It's illustrated." I wasn't sure how well you read.
7: Oh, um, thank you.
3: There are words. I I know you're not. I know you're not, Ill- <laughs> know you're not Ill- illiterate. <laughs> but they try and illustrate. It's a graphic novel. That's what it is. <laughs> if you if you feel like you want to talk about it. I'm here if you need me. It's a lot to process, I know.
7: Thank you. You're welcome. Yes, it's good,
2: friends. Friends. Uh, death's not good, but strong job family. Oh. Our team's just not looking great. It's <laughs> uh... <laughs> fucking feeling's flying all over the place here in the desert. You do find a winding path, though, that leads up into the canyons, and Pickens, continually looking at the map that he's drawn notes over every surface of, seems confident that this will lead you towards the destination. And as you rise up further and further into the hills, you get a good view of the inside of the rock tar Mountains, and they seem to be very hollow. Uh, A wide ravine with a very ancient dried-up river, very Grand Canyon-like, with a transition of red to orange to yellow as the stone descends into the earth. And somehow it seems very dark at the basin, despite the fact it's very much in pure sunlight. Perhaps it's a strange reflection of the shadows casting off of the surrounding hills, but it's a little ominous. You see more of those bones scattered out amongst the valley. Anyone else have a not
4: particularly good feeling about this?
2: Just me, then. Pickens raises his hand. (laughs) Ah, Hmm. Do giants live here? Very large bones.
3: Well, they obviously die here.
2: (laughs) Maybe place where they come to die. I would doubt that. Mm. Very spooky. (laughs) It's no good. Uh, This way, though, I see door. Not the door, but a door. And he'll lead you on. Getting that nod from
4: Pickens, Chris holds his arm where the onyx bangle is and is just sending out, you know, feelings, energy to see see if that uh,
2: intuition is it's proving this to be true sure you can hear and feel the vibrations passing through the stone into your feet and you can tell that not far from here there is a great hollowness very unnatural to this kind of mesa
9: oh
2: um well i i thought it would be a big enemy but
4: everyone it is
2: quite hollow and passing through some of the inner ravines facing down into the cliff you begin to descend and come to a wide, craggy opening that leads into the face of the cliff. Pickens looks at it and says, Here, this is map door, and rolls it up and tucks it in. It's almost unnoticeable at first because of how natural and textured the stone around here is, but you notice there is a carving wrapped around this unnatural entrance. The language seems foreign to all of you. You recognize some parts of giant, but this is a different dialect. And uh, it seems very old, like this was carved a long time ago. Pickens looks over and says, uh, Perez, uh, stone words. Uh, howling Climb. Huh. Place has name. Named long ago, probably. It's good. And excitedly steps into the darkness. Well, we should probably go after him. <laughs> Apollo. You go from natural stone into a carved flat surface before too long. And in the distance, you can see what looks like a burning torch at the end of a corridor. And you feel a wind blowing against you immediately as soon as you step into this cavity. And the sound of howling is just issuing out, just this... In strange semitones that bounce off of the stone. And as you approach this light source, you see carved into the earth a massive set of stairs that descend far beyond your line of sight. There are large openings that lead into the darkness coming off of the different tiers of the stairs. And down at every intersection, there is a torch that's embedded into the wall in a sconce that's still burning. You see a
5: faint light suddenly illuminate this very dark space and then darkness again. And you can all smell kind of a sickly, sweet, acrid smell. What is that? Something to help.
10: Artyom... Why are you smoking? How about you walk into an
2: and love den and tell me how you feel? Mm -hmm. And uh, Pickens is like leaning over the edge and there's no railing on these stairs. They seem well made, uh, nice clean angles, but it's just a sheer drop down the middle. And the wind that's howling through these openings going along the stairs is creating a very bassy tone at the bottom, which rises up into a higher pitched howling as it gets higher. And he says, "Uh, probably Bottom
7: probably bottom pickens um is it safe to climb these stairs down without any kind of rope any anything to hold us together you've uh, never seen him right never seen him
2: eh Zanna, uh, pickens jumps pickens comes down quickly uh, so probably not good to fall uh, walk with care Mm-hmm. pickens go first no problem And uh, he begins going down one step at a time. And as he gets to the first intersection or corner where one of these torches is, he kind of waves his hand over it and snaps his fingers. Not fire? Magic. Light.
3: Harthax walks right past it. Yeah, we know all about magic torches.
2: (laughs) 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 Sorry. Not new. Old. Uh, No recent walk torch burnout fuel like ship mm-hmm. uh, this just whatever
3: let me know if you see any dark ones
2: oh illegal
7: i can't stop thinking about <laughs> <laughs> it's, it is, it's multi-planar
8: illegal there's a law there's an interplanar law no such thing as a dark torch i say
5: there's specifically an interplanar law
2: yeah. saying that you're
8: not
5: allowed to have a dark
8: torch yeah, yeah exactly yeah <laughs>
5: Harithax is
2: named. (laughs) Well, those of you with dark sight um, can make the descent quite a bit easier, but there is enough light coming from the distant torches that at any time you can see some of the stairs ahead of you. You're not walking into complete blackness. You see little tiny pinholes of light deeper down into the cavity. And you've been descending now for several minutes, and you can look up and see that you've covered a great distance, but looking down, you would have no awareness of the distance you've traveled. This is a very deep hole. And the uniformity... And symmetrical carving of the stone immediately becomes very impressive. The amount of work that went into this is generations.
7: Did it matter what order we're in?
2: Yes, I would like you to declare an order. Unless told otherwise, Pickens will be volunteering to go first. He seems very confident and is pretending to know his way.
5: I'm um, guessing Arvid, yeah. me?
7: Yeah, everyone needs to have somebody who can actually see with them, right? Yeah, Dark yeah. Vision
5: buddies. Yeah, it would be me and Arvid, you too, I
7: imagine. Probably.
2: Cool. If you request, Pickens will back up. And not take the lead, but otherwise he has no qualms.
5: I'm specifically wanting to see what happens if he gets attacked. I want to see what he can do. Okay. So I'm leaving him up front.
7: Okay. Mm.
2: And moving as carefully as he can, Morty is kind of nestled between the groups of Artyom and Arvid and Crist and Harathax. Occasionally, while you're descending, another gust of wind will come out of one of these openings in the wall. And as you pass by them, it's very unsettling because they seem to just go into complete darkness. There's obviously an exit on the other side, but they are a very clear divergence from the staircase itself. And the wind can almost jostle you just enough to give you that on the edge of a cliff feeling that shakes your spine as you realize how far the drop is. And you can't even hear the echoing of your footsteps because of this constant moan and wail. And the deeper you get, the more animalistic it sounds, the less like wind and the more like a howling wolf it becomes. And as the mortal dawn reaches roughly the midway point of the howling climb, you hear another sound join into the wind blowing around you and it is a voice a pair of voices speaking in perfect unison and they say
6: you have returned liberators invokers of the insurgents it will be our great honor to bless you with conversion into our forces and transmute your wills into rage and hang your flesh from our walls as beautiful tapestries.
2: And from the openings around you emerge a legion of armored gnolls led by two demonic canine bipedal creatures.
9: Oh, shit.
0: Looks like the MDs have plunged headfirst into a spooky underground staircase leading into nothingness. What kind of mysteries lie at the bottom?
1: Is there some kind of devious trap or simply a forgotten piece of history? In my experience, nothing good happens deep underground. Lower you get, the higher the stakes. Why can't there ever be cool dungeons somewhere else? Like where? I don't know. Like on a nice hill overlooking a calm valley or maybe on the beach. Or some kind of sky dungeon? Something.
0: Storm, didn't the Silver Penance explore a Sky Fortress just a few years back?
1: Yeah, that was pretty cool. We almost got ripped apart by Wyverns, though, so I guess the dungeon therapy idea kind of goes out the window. Speaking of windows, looks like we're getting close to the God's Wall. I'm going to go ahead and uh, crack this bad boy. Sounds
0: good. Hopefully, while we cool things down, things heat up for our Hero Rank team as they delve deeper
1: into the- Uh-oh. Uh, Storm? You don't know, get my invention to say I don't think this window's supposed to be open. Yep, yep,
0: yeah, I broken. Well, uh, that's not good. While we get this sorted out, let's check out some words from our sponsors of the week. Storm, any luck with that latch?
1: If yep, this is no time for name calling. It was an accident.
0: Not cool. No, I said the latch. Can you force the latch closed?
1: Well, it's a bit early. Gonna add cold pork sandwich, extra pickles. <sighs>
0: We'll be right back, folks!
6: Ugh, my stomach is killing me. Well, what did you eat? Some sheep, a few bags of potatoes... And? Well, a few cultists. Well, that's your problem. Stop eating all those cultists. They curse your intestines. Cursed? Will this last forever? Not if you take new Hexlax. Hexlax? Hexlax is a safe curse removal intestinal remedy to keep your digestion moving normally and flushing out all that lingering black magic. Oh boy, maybe I'll have witches for dessert. (laughs) Oh you. Hexlax. Medicament for your maledictive predicament.
10: Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf burntwine erstwhile monk-turned-traveling-medical-investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The heresies of Radolf burntwine Coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.
5: Hello, all you cuties. Welcome back. July was absolutely insane, and I am so glad to begin a fresh month in this inescapable hell. The only thing that makes this all worthwhile is your support and
1: appreciation.
5: Every listen, every post, every comment brings us so much joy in this unending nightmare. I want to thank our Patreon subscribers and our legendary teams in particular. Those are the Iron Rhapsody, the Tavern Brawlers, the Moonlight Veil, the Ancestors Fury, and this week's featured team, the Cultured Cutthroats, with Zan Cam, Jeff Ammons, Jack Phillips, and Isaac Davies. We're unbelievably thankful and excited to record with our new equipment, which you all helped us afford. We'll be posting pics of our new setup in our Discord and our social media come Wednesday. Uh, tomorrow night is the finale of Mine in Law's Fire Red Pokemon Nuzlocke, and we cannot be more excited about it. Come check it out at twitch.tv slash streams at 7.30 p.m. PST every Tuesday. We'll be moving on to Heart Gold Soul Silver next week, and that's going to be awesome too. And as usual, I'll be doing my solo stream at 6 p.m. Mondays through Thursdays, where right now I'm playing through Dark Souls 2 Scholar of the First Sin. I want to thank you all again, and let's get you back to the action.
10: Good evening. This is Winston Faye Banderfurth III. Welcome to Mackinac News 5, your top source for up-to-date coverage of the Five Kingdoms. Renowned mandolinist and troubadour Gabriel Edelweier was found dead this morning in his In Lakes hotel room after performing three back-to-back sold-out shows at the renovated Hallidon's Hippodrome. The local constabulary identified no less than 20 fashions of illegal Andesian alchemy in and the musician's system. Candlelight vigils in Edelvile's honor are scheduled to take place in major cities across the five kingdoms, but leading experts advise against giving up hope. Due to the sheer number and variety of substances ingested at time of death, experts suggest his soul may simply have been slingshotted into another plane of existence, achieving the out-of-body experience he so clearly desired. In other news, the life's work of one Professor Jervish to open trade borders between Mackinac and the Feywild. Has come to fruition. The Fayline Express set off on its maiden journey by way of enchanted train rails earlier this week. The launch was not without its troubles, however, as the Professor's assistant was found guilty of industrial espionage after a foiled attempt to sabotage the journey. The unnamed assistant was working in cooperation with a militia representing a local minority of Feywild denizens who wished to prevent open trade between the two realms. However, with help from a team of League of Ultimate questing hopefuls, eager to show their medal in the fast approaching Grand Proving, the incident was resolved with no casualties among the passengers. There may indeed be a bright career for the Ironsiders, even if their first job got them railroaded. And finally, in tragic news, a group of schoolchildren in attendance at the grand opening of Dillum's Owlbear Rescue and Petting Zoo were mauled to death when an errant sneeze set the beasts into a frenzied panic. The Owlbear Sanctuary has yet to make a statement on the deaths, insisting they will remain open despite the incident, but may reconsider letting guests interact with creatures without barricades, so as not to ruffle any feathers. This has been Winston Faye benefit for the third movement News 5. Five kingdoms, one Story.
2: I would like the Mortal Dawn to roll initiative. Okay. Fuck yes,
5: fuck it's, yes. Fuck that yes. seems sensible.
2: Ooh. Uh,
5: that's a fat 18 for Ar- Artyom.
2: I <laughs> say so you're telling me, Arvids. That's great. <laughs> Very good team management. Well, that's a 22 for Chris. Woo! Yeah. Did anyone get near an 18?
7: 20 total. 22. Jesus,
2: you guys. You Har- all... <clears throat>
8: Harthax rolled an 18.
2: Oh,
4: <laughs> I feel like if you crit initiative, you should just get a free turn. <laughs> that's a house rule. Yeah, that's broken. Is yeah, it? That would be bad. The odds of hitting a crit on initiative
2: are 5%. The things you can do in one turn are what could be broken, but that's sure. neither here nor there.
5: Okay, okay. I could see allowing a bonus action. Yes. You get one bonus action. That, I would like that. Sure yes again house roll. yes yeah. yes and, Still and
2: not in this house right now no definitely. <laughs> I mean I didn't
7: create so uh, or you crit and then you have to uh, you have to say the the snappy line you have you, you have to represent the party by saying a snappy line there you go yes, yes. you have some
2: panache mm-hmm. <laughs> just a reminder to all of you your bracelets are fully charged with one point of inspiration from the league each excellent
5: it looks like my resistance for the day is lightning okay.
8: and my horror
2: ability is 10 excellent so we have the initiatives Stepping out of these dark passages, you see six heavily armored gnolls with full thick plate of leather and bronze with massive weapons and bows hanging off their backs. From the north and south points of the stairwell are two very familiar and terrifying large gnoll demonic figures. Heads like hyenas, wounds that seem to ooze and tear open, revealing flesh underneath them. One of them adorned in armor similar to their soldiers, the other one wearing garments similar to the flesh tapestries you witnessed them dealing with in the past. They shout a command in a horrible gnoll language, but the first to respond is Christ So about how far away would you say these main guys are? From Christ? Mm-hmm. One of them is about 60, and the other one looks to be about 80.
4: Damn. So, what Chris will do is play off of the winding, howling winds, mm-hmm. take a giant, sharp, deep breath in, and do a twinned dissonant whispers. Okay. Which two would you like to target with
2: your twin spells?
4: The range is 60 feet, so I would like to target the minor knoll closest to us and mm-hmm. the big guy.
2: Understood. And that is the one that is covered in thick armor. The, the large one of the two, the darker shape. God. Oh, he would have been good to shatter. All right, so I'm going to make saving throws. What kind of saving throws does Disson Whispers require?
4: That is a uh, wisdom saving throw. All right.
2: Uh, this is for the regular knoll. He has advantage because he is within 20 feet of his leader, so he gets a total of 18. Oh, yep, that beats mine. The large knoll does not have advantage, and will simply roll. Uh, he gets a total of 11.
4: That does not beat mine, which means that he is going to flee, Mm -hmm. and now I will roll damage. Please do. Uh, That is just three d6s. Okay. That is a total of 13, so half for the minor null. Thank you. And? And he uses
2: his reaction to Um, move.
4: Yes, yes he does. I'm hoping for like a comical crash into his minor, other minor guy. Oh, he
2: definitely shoves one of them out of the way, (laughs) pushing them almost back into the cavity they came from, and he moves 40 feet away from the group as his reaction. Very nice. Uh, Not a normal kind of creature you would see some immediate fear in, but your magic is much stronger than his resolve.
4: It's bouncing off the caverns being really extra awesome.
2: Sure. Would you like to do anything else on your turn? Your options now are bonus action and movement. I'm going to jump
4: down, Mm -hmm. and I know it's risky. But I believe in myself, so I'm going to invoke that magic and suddenly awaken and Mm. land sure-footedly.
2: Sure. So go ahead and make me an acrobatics check, but you're going to have advantage because of your magic spell giving you sure feet. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah.
4: That's a natural 20 on one of them. Excellent.
2: So you land like a feather on a mattress. Just...
4: (laughs) See, guys? It's easy.
2: (laughs) And Crist is now about 15, 20 feet down on the next layer of stairs underneath you all. Next in the initiative is Artyom Volkov.
5: Hot damn. Golly gosh. Mm, Artyom rubs his face with irritation and says, we don't have time for this. And I cast banishment on the other uh, one that hadn't been thrown away. Okay. And I just try to shove him out of reality. Great. Perfect. So I'm going to kind of run towards him and then shove my hands forward. And as mm. I do kind of a planar energy shatters out from it
2: interesting a new trick from artium's bag yeah what kind of saving throw do i make against this
5: charisma saving throw
2: charisma saving throw i
5: imagine these guys
2: aren't super suave well most of the gnolls are pretty bad the one in particular isn't the worst charisma score okay um but it's still not super good you got this uh that is a 10 (laughs) (laughs) very nice always go for the cool stuff yeah you have one minute killed him. Awesome. Uh, so the sound of howling amplifies for a moment as this creature seems to just get sucked back into the black hole that it stepped out of, leaving just like this tuft of fur and sparkling energy behind it. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. I'll mark down one round. <laughs> Would you like to do anything else on your turn?
5: Um. Hmm. I don't have any bonus actions I can do, so I'm going to Pull out the old crossbow and shield, and walk up to meet the oncoming group.
2: Next in the initiative, we have Arvid.
7: Arvid's gonna go back to the corner where the folks are lined up over here.
2: As you move and round the corner, the Knolls facing you on the staircase pull out these flails, and there is a bloodlust in their eyes that lets you know that they're going to attack you at all cost.
7: Okay, Arvid is going to ready uh, his first attempt with the uh, galvanic dampening manulators. uh, Uh, Oh, one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe a little bit of like sparking, you know, like clicking uh, tongs to make sure they work. Clicking the tongs. (laughs) Spark, spark, spark. (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah, you're like trying to start the the Zippo. (laughs) And Absolutely.
7: he's going to try to fire it as soon as he thinks everyone's in range, or at least that fella, the big boy in the back. He's one of the two. Um,
2: sure. That sounds great. Cool. All right. That makes it Pickens' turn. He's going to turn to Artyom and say, uh, Bad past? Very. Okay. He's going to whip out his spirit blade, and it just kind of appears in his hand. And with one hand, he holds it out towards two of the knolls that were flanking the one that you banished, and two blasts of strange magical energy soar out of his hand. Missing one of them and blasting the other one full in the face for 16 force damage mm. Woo! with a crit Eldritch Blast. Ooh. Uh, and with his movement, he leaps out into the chasm, into the emptiness and bottomlessness, and then you see him kind of digitally unfold and reappear on the staircase between the two knolls with his blade out and a big smile on his face.
5: What? <laughs> <laughs> God damn!
2: That is so cool. And these are all things you have kind of seen in one fashion or another, but he certainly makes them look quite different than what you're used to as he misty steps. That brings it to the knolls' turn. We will start with the three on the staircase facing Arvid. They're going to charge downward and attempt to flail you as hard as they can. And you're free to release your thing before they get to you.
7: It should release along... The, it's only five feet wide, so along this side.
2: Okay, well, you can definitely hit the big demon boy and the this gnoll right in one. front of you, for sure. Um, so they get a dexterity save. Is that how it works yep. on
7: that one? Yep, and it's a 15.
2: Okay, uh, this one has advantage because he's within 20 feet of this guy. And he rolled, not great, 12. So that's a fail. And the big one, who is recovering from his dissonant whisper, gets a 10. <laughs>
7: okay,
4: Very nice.
7: So that's full damage.
2: Full damage, baby. 12 total. All right, 12 and 12. Everything is lit up along that staircase as this crackling arc of lightning shoots out of Arvid's gauntlet, leaving kind of a singe tingly feeling in the palm of your hand and a little bit of smoke kind of issues out. Uh, these two are going to turn and begin to flank the Githyanki. And this one is just going to open fire with his bow. So uh, you can see Pickens... Actually, like parrying and blocking the blows that are coming in on him. Uh, and at one moment, he actually does something very similar to what Chris does. And like this strange energy shield kind of appears behind him. So he's clearly some sort of fusion of caster and combat. And the two taking his shots is going to take one at Christ and one at Artyom because they seem to be nice targets. Warding player. Okay. Is that a one on uh, Chris or you? Uh, me. Okay. So the one coming at Artyom is at disadvantage. And that is a 16, which misses. Mm-hmm. And the one coming in at Christ is uh, 16 as well. And that misses. Well, there you go. Off to a great start. Next in the initiative is Harithex. Okay.
8: What I would like to do is these guys are all bunched up on the stairs near us. I'd like to summon a Hunger of Hadar sphere mm-hmm. to subsume the three on the stairs nearest Arvid. Cut it off right before Arvid so that he doesn't get inside the sphere. Okay. And then because it's an opaque 40-foot diameter sphere, it should block that archer's line of sight to the rest of us almost
2: completely. Sure. And what kind of saving throw is required from the gnolls?
8: Uh, they automatically take damage at the start of their turn. Okay. And if they end their turn still in the sphere, then they make a deck save.
2: Alright. Sounds good. I did forget to roll attacks on these gnolls on Arvid, so I'm going to do that super quick. Okay. Um, but then they will immediately feel the effects of your hunger. Just, just bullshit is what that is. <laughs> Uh, Okay. So the first one that you actually hit with the lightning is too taken off guard by this blast of magical energy and misses you completely with his flails. But the other one connects twice with very solid blows. So that is a total of uh, twenty-two points of damage. Okay. And now the hunger takes them. Yep. And now the hunger. What was the damage on that?
8: Uh, I didn't roll it yet. Do you want me to just do it now instead at the start of their turn? Oh, it doesn't. Okay. It doesn't immediately.
2: Gotcha. Yeah, that one's always weird. Yeah. Perfect uh, would you like to move for your turn at all?
8: RTM started running down the stairs, right? Mm-hmm. I was gonna say from where we are, we've got cover for most of them. If we move, we'll lose cover. yeah, I'll stay and back up Arvid
2: okay and Morty runs forward to kind of stand at RTM's feet just kind of snarling waiting for something to come near him.
8: yeah, and as a bonus action, I'll shillelagh my staff so many things. yeah, that brings it to
4: Chris all right. so Chris is going to do a slow brooding hero walk over. Using that tremor sense to feel where the big gnoll is and his his little minions. Sure. You do step into Haru's orb of darkness. Damn it. Taking
8: a whopping three damage.
4: Three, Uh, Three cold damage. Oh, it just like passes through him I gladly
5: take that mm-hmm. um, somebody threw a fistful of ice cubes at you isn't that like
9: <laughs>
8: isn't
4: that like 10%
8: of your health still though <laughs> yes
9: Yeah.
4: <laughs> but this is my badass <laughs> moment <laughs> give it to me <laughs> <laughs> it's fine um, so, so the next thing that the group and everyone hears is just our team's voice I mean uh, next
7: it is, it is-, it is very often our uh, team's voice <laughs>
4: No, oh no, it will you know what? It will be our team's voice, but it's like
7: it, no 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 listen.
4: Stay with me. It is it is our team's voice, but it's also Chris's voice. It's like a callback to the Lord of Light and the Dancing Thunder. That that kind of thing is howling in the cave. And with that, our team gains some inspiration. Good Ooh. memories, right? Aww. And then Chris Just lets out a howling wail that might put this cavern to shame and release a giant ring of binding bound shatter. And this will hit the master knoll
2: and his two little minions. Fantastic. And thanks to your onyx bangle, you can tell exactly where they are in the darkness. Yes.
4: All right. So they need to make. A concentration save, please. Constitution. Constitution. Throw. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> um, Can't pay attention. It says C O N on my spell sheet, so A con it, you know. Save. Yeah. Yes. Con.
7: con
4: save. Um,
2: the two that are engaged with Arvid mm-hmm. both fail their role. The and large one succeeds. So uh, let's do some damage. And, and I
4: don't think I mentioned that I was going to do this at the fourth level, but. You usually do, so okay. it's not really a point of contention. <laughs> All right, I, I just, I just want to be. I protest. Want to be local. So I'm to do uh, first. I'm going to do the um big damage, the main damage, before I, I roll the ring damage. Sure. That is a five. What did the rainbow get? An eight. 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 <laughs> it got the max damage. There you go. And Ooh. I got a, an eight on mine. And then another five from Harthax, and then a seven from Harthax. That's a good oh, roll. That's a good that's a cool shatter, and that's not even ring bound. All right, that's well above that's average.
8: 16, 26, plus plus seven is thirty-three.
4: Yes. Uh, and then my sacrificial smite will also do an extra three d8 damage to them and myself. Yeah, mm. this is this might hurt a little bit. After you that, rolling roll like damage, that. this could kill you. <laughs> That's a six, a two, and a five. So my shatter will do an amazing 33. And then the Ring of Binding will take 13 points of my health to do 13 points of damage to all of them. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. How much health do you have left? Um, Do we really want to mention that? I don't it's know. Just, just 16. <laughs>
8: Are you leaving the sphere or staying there at the end of your turn?
4: Uh, I kind of had to stay in it. You, you can split was... your move. Yeah, you oh, can, you can still I'm move out back in. Okay. <laughs> I'm like I'm doing one of those like walking away from an explosion moments the shadow
2: uh, quite literally. As a oh. response to your action, I need you and Arvid to both make me a dexterity saving throw. Arvid because what? of your totem of the ram, you have advantage on this because it's involving sure footing.
4: Chris, bad ideas.
2: <laughs>
7: Yay! Yes.
2: Natural 20. Wow. Juicy. So you pretty much pirouette out of the darkness <laughs> as you hear with your tremor sense something crumbling down on top of you.
7: Total of 18.
2: And Arvid, you step back instinctively knowing that the footing underneath you is about to crack and crumble. You see with your tremor sense, two knolls slip as the stairs they're standing on just immediately turns into this avalanche of debris and stone slabs and begin tumbling down into the descent, uh, hitting stairs and lamps and things along the way and they just topple off into the darkness Mm -hmm. (gasps) Um, you see all of you sliding out from the orb of darkness clinging to the stairs a few levels down this massive armored knoll grabbing on with his fingertips as rocks pelt him in the head from the crumbling stairs he fell down from
5: coolest shit ever only one problem we see none of that well when (laughs) we see them fall out yeah you see you see them fall out of the orb Because what I imagine is like, we hear a boom, a lot of screaming, and then just... (laughs)
7: Some gnolls dribb- dribbling down. I'm but, like, I, mean,
4: oh. I imagine there's a little bit of light luminescence to my magic.
2: It's so. swallowed by darkness. Yeah. But yeah, that's the things you see falling out of the bottom of the orb.
7: I just love that.
5: You <laughs> can see any of the action. Just, yeah. Ah.
8: <laughs> my orb now does nothing, too, because he just knocked everyone out of it.
7: Oh. Sorry. I mean, what does it need to do at this point? There's not a lot. Of... Not damage. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, somebody... Until until it vanishes, somebody might accidentally walk down the stairs thinking they're still there and die. That's the that's what it does. Yeah.
5: (laughs) I'm looking forward to finding their bodies later. Right. Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) Speaking of, the next in the initiative is Artium.
5: Hey, look at all that. So I'm gonna check my uh, thing because I got so wrapped up in what y'all were doing.
2: That was fun. (laughs) That was so much fun. Ruining artifacts.
7: Just, let's what, just. What else would Chris do?
8: Come on. It's been here for thousands of years, and then
5: the mortal dawn arrived. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
5: Okay. So what I'm going to go ahead and do is I'm going to hit my shield with the butt of my crossbow, and it's going to glow, and then I'm going to throw it out, throw the like the glowing light off the shield, and cast a healing word on Chris mm. at level four. <gasps> awesome uh and that bad boy is 1d4 for each slot above level one so that should be 4d4 plus my spellcasting ability modifier exactly so let's give you that this is gonna overheal me so much
7: i mean maybe four three and
5: then another four so that's 11
4: awesome thank you that
5: uh puts me at 27. Perfect. And then I will step forward and take a pot shot at the jackass whose back is facing me, the hyena dick, across the way.
2: The one fighting <laughs> with Pickens. Exactly. Great. Go ahead. And he shoots.
5: And it's a 16 plus 7. That hits. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and vibrochromatic her that bad boy and turn it into a crit.
2: All right. Double Ooh. that dice damage.
5: Okay. So that's D6 def- plus 1. Mm-hmm. And I only double the
2: die roll right? right you just roll again basically
5: that's a two and uh one. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> plus one or sorry plus my dex too so um that's seven you nice. fire a couple Jeez. ice cubes out of it <laughs> yeah
2: regardless it impacts through his bronze armor and digs right into his rib cage Ooh. would you like to Ooh. move at all
5: uh yeah i'm actually going to get a little closer to the fray okay and uh, i'm going to be trading out my sword for my crossbow as i move
2: great i have a spear
5: Spear, yeah. Excuse me. It's
2: like, when did you grab a sword? That's awesome, <laughs> brand new. Uh, and Morty stays on your heels, ready to fight anything you come up against. Radical, Arvid. You are now standing on the edge of a bit of a crumbled bit of stair, and you can see from the opposite side of this orb of darkness way down the hole this massive Knoll demon hanging on by his fingertips. And there's another one. Oh, you can't see him. In front of you is just this orb of darkness.
7: I desperately want to somehow knock Mister Knoll out of his hanging. I think my compatriots are trying to sign to me that they want me to boomerang his fingers. Is that is that the idea? Um yeah. rang
8: that day, That was dude, that yeah. was my idea. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's a very Zelda boss fight feel. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful.
7: Uh I can't
8: wait for the one that's banished to come back and be the only one left. Like <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh no. <laughs>
5: <laughs> he just got warped into an alternate reality where all of his friends are dead. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> Wrong
7: are you? <laughs> oh. boomerang, boomerang. It's uh, it's like treated like a javelin, and this is bad because I threw away the information about the javelin because Perfect. I got rid of my javelin. <laughs> um, is it one d eight? D six. D six.
5: You got to attack first.
7: Yeah, I'm just being optimistic, Zach.
5: <laughs> are you gonna raging boomerang
4: him? Boomer rage. Boomer I Boomerage? could rage just
7: to throw it, but I don't get anything added for that. I think you can oh. Reckless without raging, oh. but... Oh! That's smart. Okay. Okay.
4: I don't know how melee works.
7: Okay. So here we go. Um, reckless attack with a uh, with the ring. The bigger number was 17, and that's plus the 5. Plenty. Yeah. That
2: definitely hits. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll your damage.
7: Damage is 8.
2: Very nice. All right the bone boomerang strikes this thing's huge clawed hand and some more of the rock breaks away and it begins to slip now hanging on with one hand and you hear it saying this prayer that somehow you understand. Say, like, uh, Jinkath,
6: the enslaver, we have failed you. We were not strong enough yet. Please, return to us, my sister.
2: And the rock breaks as he topples down into the shadowy darkness and you see In the spot where she was banished, a kind of fleshy wound open and two clawed hands begin to peel out and you see her face emerging, covered in blood like afterbirth. And another hand appears over her head and says,
6: I will find my sacrifices in your weakness, children.
2: And it grabs her by the throat and pulls her back into the dimensional wound. Closing oh. it behind him. Oh my God! <laughs> oh,
7: holy. Sh- Nasty.
2: And there are three knolls now standing flabbergasted, jaws open, Pickens freezing in place, looking at what just happened. mid-combat <laughs> with these two knolls. And a silence finally finds the howling descent. The wind does not move. Everything is still. The knolls immediately take a knee and surrender. Realizing that there is some sort of power in these insurgent bringers, as you were called, these invokers of this wrath, and they wish to no longer be your foe. Please, we are sorry. We are slaves.
6: Jin is the master of slavery in our culture. Perhaps we can be free now. It looks you cut this kind of shit out, sure. <laughs> we will spread the word to the armies that have been gathering that our generals have been slain by by uh, the, the mortal Dan, bar, the mortal dawn. Uh, come brothers we
2: return to the canyon freedom awaits us and they exit into these dark portals the mortal don give it and the mortal don take it away <laughs> <laughs> and Pickens is like that was weird <laughs> Coming from you, I guess that means a lot, yes? (laughs) Alcara's a weird
3: place. Mm -hmm. I don't think we've ever had a normal trip here. No.
2: Let us hurry down quick before we meet old friend enemies again. (laughs) And the group immediately descends down. It takes you the better part of an hour to reach the bottom of the Wailing Descent. And when you reach the bottom, you find a metal structure. Some of it kind of resembles the statue work you found in the Temple of Salvage in that there are these clockwork pieces that sort of fit together.
9: Mm-hmm.
2: Picken steps forward, identifying it, looking over everything, nodding to himself, saying, Yes, it's good. Uh, still works, it looks like. And parts of it are, like, stuck in the stone. Like, it's been here for a very long time and perhaps been buried. And next to it, there is the shattered corpse of several gnolls that have fallen to their death.
3: <laughs> Splat.
8: <laughs> Harthax falls upon the remains and just starts feasting.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> did, you, did you find a nice liver? Several.
2: And uh, Pickens pulls what looks like a silver vial of liquid out of his belt and uncorks it. And there are two sort of empty, almost like mirror frames facing each other as part of this mechanical structure. And he pours it into the base of each of them. And it forms this sort of warbling, liquid, metallic surface inside of each ring. And the two identical frames seem to vibrate themselves free of the surrounding stone, causing tremors to challenge your footing. From one, a wide beam of light that seems to focus as the frame contracts. From the second, a single bead of energy floating outward. The focused light begins to narrow to a point and this beam strikes the tiny ball of energy and from out of it spills a complex blast of concentrated universal momentum that kicks reality aside with ease and opens your eyes to the vastness of other worlds, far older and greater than your own. You don't remember stepping in but you will always remember stepping out into the pivotal world at the center of all dimensions. Can't,
1: can't feel my toes anymore.
0: Well, you said you wanted to cool off. But this is pretty darn cool.
1: I've never wanted to sleeve so badly in my life. Are going to die up here, Kip?
0: It's, it's only b- been 20 minutes, Storm. Uh, maintenance will be here soon to c- c- get the window sealed back up.
1: We'll be bringing some slippies and cocoa. I got a hunk of frozen snot s- stuck to my brain the size of an avocado.
0: Well, in some c- good news, the Mortal Dawn seemed to have tied up some loose ends from the past and dealt with some gnolls, ambushing them quite handily.
1: Well, that's a problem with... Swearing yourself to a cruel god of pain or slavery and the like. Sure, the immediate betty seemed pretty cushy. Inhuman strength, evil magic at your fingertips, but you blow it or step out of line and they collect the interest. I risk,
0: high reward. And now the team has been flung into another world. Once the signal returns, I can't wait to see where they ended up. Uh, uh, Storm? W- w- what you doing? I'm holding you close, Kip.
1: Gotta share that body heat.
0: Well, I'll admit, you do have some big, strong, comforting arms.
1: <sighs> yeah, well, you're all golden bony. It's like trying to cuddle with a tiny suit full of frozen drumsticks. And I'm talking skins and tubs, not extra crispy.
0: S- sorry, pal.
1: You smell nice though. Like pomade and baby toast.
0: And with that, we'll say goodnight for now, folks. Join us next time as we catch you up on the happenings of teams far and wide and learn the dimensional destination of the MDs. Will the ancient machine fully function, or will their trajectory turn topsy-turvy? Will we ever be warm again? <laughs> Find out next time. On the League of Ultimate Come
1: on. Oh, little guy's all out. <laughs> See you next time, folks. I got you, pal. I got you. Fuck
9: yeah. That was
4: cool (laughs) (laughs) AF. Yes.
5: Those gnolls got wrecked. Seriously, (laughs) fucking riggedy wrecked.
7: Chris, bad ideas.
5: It was a great
7: bad idea. It's
5: nutrient. It was rad as shit. (sighs) I was not expecting. I was like, is he really gonna undo my fucking banishment? And then I'm like. Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Not. I, I wasn't <laughs> expecting
2: that.
7: No. I held back making a joke about those T-shirts that have the like, you know, the, the badass like thing ripping out of the T-shirt oh, or the tattoos yeah. that are supposed to be something ripping. Oh, out. Oh, like the flesh. shitty
2: Tasmanian <laughs> devil one. Huh? Oh my god. <laughs> oh god. Held and uh, for the fans on the Discord, the the children of Jin Kath were named Gasan and Withra. Those are the ones that disguise themselves as Desmond and Withra. God. Gasan and Withra.
7: Okay.
4: And all I have to say is. Um, You definitely need to be on our Patreon, because there were so many good goofs in this one. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely got to get in there.
2: Who's on readout
4: duty?
7: It's me, Sam. 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 Yeah. Uh, So first of all, introductions. I am Sam. I play Arvid Ulfmund. uh, I'm currently level six in Barbarian and level two in Druid.
8: I was waiting for you to say, I am Sam. Sam, I am, because I've been reading Green Eggs and Ham to the baby. Mm. (laughs) I'm Michael. I play Harithax.
4: I'm a level eight warlock. Hi, I'm Alante. I play Chris
5: Zagrand, the sorcerer and bard. I'm not important. No, sorry, I'm, I'm Zach. Oof, missed that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Zach, just, before just, you me. <laughs> just your brain right there. <laughs> I'm, I'm Zach. I play Artin Volkov, the cleric of sunlight and suffering. I am also the technical director of slap dash, studio, slap dash Studios. And nice. sometimes editor. Uh, however, I do want to thank Tori Christensen for editing so much.
2: Thank and you, Tori. I just said thank you, Tori, and sang it that time. That's nice. Uh, my name is Law. I am the dungeon master of the League of Ultimate Questing, the master of null prostates. Um, <laughs> and I am also the creative director of Slapdash Studios.
7: So that's the whole team. Uh, new episodes go live every Monday, wherever podcasts are available. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Sorry. Um, I would like to personally thank you, the listener, for listening to us, the players, and such. Uh, And
2: that's the power dynamic.
7: (laughs) (laughs) If you enjoyed listening to us, you should make sure that other people listen to us. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell strangers on the internet. You can check us out on our website at www.theluq.com. We are also on social media such as Twitter, Facebook, other things probably. And uh, yeah, check out our Patreon. Someone said that already earlier before the thing And I probably happened. said it in
4: the middle. I mean, they, they just need to be reminded because it's a great place to be.
7: Check it out. Um, you can also join our Discord and say hi to everybody. Uh, if you do um, support us on Patreon, there's a tier where you can get into the secret level of discord where there's bloopers the se- and stuff. <laughs> the, the dark web. <laughs> the dark disc. Uh, yeah. Um, so that's pretty much it, except for y'all have some things you want to tell the audience about.
8: I play in the, the God's Fall podcast. Uh, there's been a couple of episodes so far. You can find that at God's Fall. It's a zero, not an O on Twitter. Yes you know like you do when some asshat takes your handle before you get there mm. uh, why do you
5: think we're slap the dash yeah yeah that's
8: why i'm og captain mel because <laughs> anyway uh but yeah i play in
4: that podcast you can check you can check them out uh, i just think that you guys are amazing for listening and being with us through all of this and uh please continue to do so adopt a cat for Alante. oh my god yes yeah
7: okay thanks for telling me things is that it was that it I think that's it okay well uh, as always we look forward to growing and questing together with you the audience and us the people that are not the audience Um, anyway wish you luck